This is a detail podcast. My bloody Valentine. Mean violent Valentine. Dressed like a miner from the start. That guy's from Supernatural. Not very affable. He leaves chocolates and a heart. You know I'm just a geek. Watch a movie and critique. The 3D is a little weak. Another heart. But don't change a scare for me. Not if you care for me. Stay, bloody Valentine, stay. Every Valentine's Day. Today on the show, we are talking about My Bloody Valentine 3D. Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out podcast, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Dustin, and alongside me is... This is Saf, and with me is... Pale, and with me is... Nobody. That's it. You literally <laughs> paused, waiting for Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was giving him like two seconds to log in, and I'm... It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Moment of silence for Keith. <laughs> yeah. You, you just hoped so bad I know, I'm like, <laughs> he would show up. Come on, let me just wait just a little bit, and maybe he'll be there and... Nope. Unfortunately, no. Just the three of us. Just the three of us. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> but I know the rest of the topics. Today's episode is featuring Switchyard, Cherry, Chocolate Stout, and Duclaw Brewing Company's The Pastryarchy Naked Fish. I'm realizing the Switchyard can says chocolate cherry stout, so. Oh, that's a little backwards. Uh, you guys had a, a pastry archy a couple weeks ago, didn't you? From Duclaw? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. the pastry archy candy cane? Uh, candy cane sweet mm. stout or something? Oh. Can- candy stout? So far, <laughs> these pastry archies sound really fucking good. Well, there was a, actually, there was a cherry chocolate stout from Left Hand. Um, and mm. I saw that. I was like, I almost grabbed it. And then I looked to my right a little bit. And saw the new patriarchy. Yeah, the yeah, I was like, I remember the, that kind of beer. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would have made the same decision as you. So I knew I wasn't going to be disappointed, and I grabbed it. Then I got to my car, and I realized, well, I don't really care for raspberry. I, why- <laughs> you forgot what fruits you like. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if, how this is going to go. <laughs> I think you just got excited for the fact that you were going to get another pastryarchy. And you're like, oh, fuck. I already bought it. <laughs> yeah. I already paid for it. I'm going to, I better like it. Right. Yeah. When I was looking for the write up on this beer, I saw there was like 25 different versions of like coffee ones, hot Mexican hot chocolate ones, different fruit ones. They all sounded amazing. Wow. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. 
but as we digress, we are talking about My Bloody Valentine 3D, the 2009 version. Not to be confused with the 1981 version, all with the same plot and characters. From what I read, the plot's a little different, but we'll get into that later. Before we do that, is there anything that you guys have been playing or watching or geeking out to lately? Well, yeah, probably. We tend to cover that in our bonus episodes, so it's nothing that that I haven't talked about on there yet. Uh, then I'll scratch it out. I, well, I, <laughs> I pick. I started um, Luigi's Mansion 3 last night. Finally. Oh, yeah? Ooh, nice. Yeah, I almost How forgot that? about that game. Um, But it's starting a little slow. Slower than I expected. Um, that's, yeah, uh, that's how all the Luigi Mansion games are. It's kind of a Nintendo trademark. Like, <laughs> hold your hand a little bit, get you into the game, and then, like, let you go once you get to, like, the, the meat of the game. And then it can get hard. Yeah, that's what it feels like. They're just introducing a little bit, like, yeah, Once you get there. all the mechanics figured out. Yeah. So I'm hoping it starts taking off a little more once you get to like the third floor oh, okay tougher. yeah i'm still first floor or second floor so i'm pretty close all right to the beers uh we'll go ahead and start off with the switchyard one since there is more of us we're just gonna browbeat you <laughs> gonna just you can, take over you can sip yours while we talk so you have your, <laughs> some idea of what you're thinking about <laughs> plenty to talk about uh, so yeah, the Switchyard, as we said, the Bloomington beer, uh, coming in at 6% ABVs. There are no IBUs listed. A lot of people don't do this for stouts, and it makes me sad, because I like giving our geeky references. And I hate to, yeah. I hate the fact that that's so much fun, but really the only ones we could really ever talk about are IPAs. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do have a lot of IPAs <laughs> yeah. on the show. That's true. Uh, velvety smooth with notes of chocolate and cherry from the addition of cacao, plant chaff, chafe, and tart Montmorency. What? I was going to say Montgomery, but that's not right. Montmorency. <laughs> Mont Montmorency cherries. Oh, cool. Uh, grab a sweater and celebrate cooler weather with us. Brewed with roasted barley, chocolate malt, caramel 80. And flaked oats. And as per usual, I'll have the link to the untapped in the description below as well. Can, pretty basic, boring. Uh, I think they do have kind of like a similar can across, or similar look across all their cans, where it's just kind of like mm -hmm. a plain white background. The Simple color that changes. Yeah, the, the, the color stripes along the top and bottom will change to go with whatever the beer is this one is sort of a maroon color gives you the put you in the mind state of a chocolate cherry right for sure uh i i don't believe we ever mentioned this i do remember talking to you guys about this uh during my birthday of 2021 uh we went to bloomington to check out a few of the breweries and this was on the list of places to go to and of all the places in bloomington this place is like the most professional that i felt but yet there was like us and one other person hmm. because it's a little bit off of it's still downtown but it's a little bit off of the strip if you will and so yeah. it was also it was like thursday in the middle of the day during covid oh, okay <laughs> so i get it you know summertime 
could no but no students are in yet. Yeah. So the all the kids are home, so the the town's kind of empty. <laughs> yeah. And they don't sell Bud Lights, so not gonna have any frat boys who stay on mm. campus go there. The kids will just stay home. No Bud yeah, Lights, and- okay. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll just I'll just go to my frat house, buds, yeah. and drink that beer. Okay, yeah. Also on the can it says American Stout, roasty, sweet, rich, and there's a little bit of information since we've never had this brewery before. Uh, there's like a little paragraph here that says since our start on a garage workbench in a Bloomington, Indiana. We've dared ourselves to think differently about our culture, our community, and our beer. Visit our All Ages Tap Room or website to learn about this beer, about how this beer is helped strengthening our community. Uh, we should send them a, uh, a, a firm letter on grammar. Yeah, there's some extra letter words in there. <laughs> Since our start on a garage bench in a Bloomington. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was messing up, but I was like, no, I'm reading this straight, and it just... Not written well. <laughs> oh boy, um, I think because I've been there, eight out of ten on location and the style of the brewery and their tap room, probably one out of ten on this can. Yeah, it's kind of boring. <laughs> it's got grammar mistakes and it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's no vamplifier, okay? Right. <laughs> but when you have all their cans like in a row, it's kind of nice that they all yeah. kind of are uniform. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, that way you can pick them out in a crowd. You know like mm-hmm. what you're getting yourself into. The only problem is I don't think this is going to catch my eye. No, never. The color of the beer. Now, this is a color that I can get behind. <laughs> it's kind of brownish, too. Yeah, it's more in the brown than the black, which we don't yeah. have a lot of browns. Yeah, it's probably a lot with the cherry, right? Right. Yeah, so... Honestly, it's like in the 40s range, if you will. Let's just say 40 period because we had a nice trailer drop yesterday of Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get the colors to pull up. I didn't want it to ruin (laughs) my internet, so I just gave up. So I'm just going with whatever you say. I'm sniffing on it. Oh, me too. I smell the cherries. Right. I also have a ton of foam on mine. I don't know about you. Oh, I did too. Yeah. My first pour was this much. (laughs) <laughs> but I ended up having all the way up on head. Um, and I'm glad you did too. I thought maybe it was a, a poor pour. I thought it was maybe because I was pouring it while I was walking back to this room. So I was like, well, maybe I just fucked up. <laughs> Should have waited or did it before I started walking. Right. I was definitely just sitting here and <laughs> even did it like properly. And it still had a little bit of um, a little bit of wonkiness to it. Uh, but I'm I'm at the point where I can smell it, and I do smell the cherries, and I do smell it's grainy. Not really stout like smells, but of course I say this every time. Stouts don't really have that very prominent mm-hmm. smell unless you have like a coffee or something. But the cherry is definitely there. It almost reminds me of like a cherry cola. Yeah, it does. Not like when you like with the big two, but like an off-brand cherry. Cola. Yeah, like a Sprickers or something. Because, like, that Coke has, like, that cocaine smell. And yeah. Pepsi's got that, like, 100 milligrams of sugar smell. <laughs> so. I'm ready to go ahead and just start drinking this bad boy. I'm okay with that. Uh, laid pretty thick with that artificial cherry taste. It's kind of sour. Yeah. and that I'm not getting much chocolate. It's mostly, like, a sour cherry. Yeah. That's, um, 
like dumbed down with the stout. Yeah. So it's kind of like a pastry, like a cherry pie almost, but without the oh, yeah. without the extra sugar. Like you know how you have that crumbled sugar on top. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh like a a glaze free hostess cherry pocket thing. <laughs> As I'm getting those major vibes, like minus the the actual cherry chunks, I'm getting that kind of vibe. I'm not mad about that. No, it's definitely different. I just was expecting it to be a little sweeter and less mm-hmm. on the sour side, but. Right. Uh, I'm I'm going to enjoy it. Right. I'm curious on the process. Like, is this artificial cherry flavoring or is it mashed up cherries that was like they threw in a blender and then threw in there? Or did they just soak them in the cherries? Like, I'm curious on on what that uh, is. I was going to Google what a Montmorency cherry was, but uh, <laughs> I decided not to. <laughs> uh, I, I'll take care of that. <laughs> I started. I clicked to open another tab, and then it slowed down. I was like, "Okay, exit that tab." I can mention untapped, real quick. Go for it. One hundred ninety-three total check-ins, three point five seven ratings. So a little on the lower side, but I think with only one hundred ninety-three check-ins, it's gonna be on the lower side. You notice, like, if it's a thousand or more check-ins, it's closer to three eight or three nine. Yeah, it does kind of level itself out yep. with the, the bell curve. Um, all right, so Montmorency, Morency is a French area. It's a commune in France. And the cherry is grown commercially for its bright red sour fruit. Okay, that's what I was curious about, if that's one of the more sour yeah. variations. Curious if this is, because it is an area, a commune in France. There's also a commune or area or district, if you will, in Quebec. So I wonder which area grows the cherries, if either of those at all. It'd be interesting. I can't really find that. and I don't want to waste my time. Um, <laughs> here we go. Variety of sour cherries grown in Europe, Canada, and the United States. Oh, so maybe both. Particular in the Grand Traverse Bay area of Northwest Michigan and Door County, Wisconsin. These are probably Wisconsin cherries. They're probably the Wisconsin cherries. I can taste the red all over them. <laughs> Brad P says the chocolate is the strong note and is a wonderful flavor. Pretty light compared to what I normally think of a stout. A three point seven five. The closer I get to the bottom, I think I do taste a little bit more chocolate, maybe. At least there's there's hints of like a powder, like a chocolate powder, uh, but that's not the main flavor in this. Mm-mm. Not even close. As my palate gets used to the cherry flavors, I'm starting to pull out other flavors. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of the maltiness of the stout on the back end and stuff. You're starting to get that that smell or the taste that you smell. Mm-hmm. Travis S said, needs more cherry, but good nonetheless. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. <laughs> You're a dumb Travis Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot who he was. I just knew the name. Until you said he was dumb. I was like, oh yeah, he's that. He's a rapper, right? Yeah. He's he's the one who had the Astro World. He's one of the Kardashians, isn't he? Yeah, he's dating a Kardashian. And he did that Astro World where a lot of people. Oh, he must be a Travis Scott variant. (laughs) 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 That's fair. Uh, a lot of these pictures that people have posted on here look quite delectable, but 
Uh, I mean, it's nothing new from what we have in our cans. There's some IU basketball pictures. Those can fuck the right off. <laughs> Doyle Doyle had this. Ooh, I had. I haven't even told my friends. Sorry, I just had one. So Doyle Doyle had it. He's watching Kill Bill, I guess. He gave it a three. He purchased that big red. He said, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Uma is my girlfriend. He's her valentine. Yeah. Uh, cheers to all my untapped beer friends. Oh, he, he literally, when we were out for Stout Day, Allison said something about one of the beers we had at Gugman's house. And she said, Stout Day, having one or a couple. And he's like, oh, it's Stout Day? I'm going to have me one. And then he immediately checked this one in. He says, cheers to all my friends. And we saw oh, nice. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheers in you. Yeah. And Allison. Yeah. So cheers to you, buddy. And he gave it a three again. And Calvin's like, not very good. Happy Stout Day. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a bad one from Bliss Y. It says, the bitter and sour qualities of this so far overpower what little bit of chocolate, cherry, or saltiness that might have been in this that makes it rather unpleasant. It sucks because I typically love these. this combo. Gave it a two. So she was not happy with the the way it was done. I could see that. I mean, it's definitely there's. It's bitter for sure, uh, and we have sour cherries. Everyone, it says it in the description. We had to look it up, of course. It says in the description what kind of cherries this is. So you're 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 gonna have to assume you know some sourness to it. There's no way around it. But I do. I mean, I think I hundred percent agree with her check in. But I do not agree with the with her score with her score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I look at it this way, I would drink this again. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not a two. And that in itself is probably like a three and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the least. At the least. That's probably going to be three and a half of them being honest. <laughs> yeah, I keep running across all the things you read already, so I think I'm good. Oh, it's BS. This person checked it in at 21st Amendment. You got this from Fresh Time. I went to both those places looking for this beard when it was about to snow, and I couldn't find a damn thing. It's all about the area. Location, location, location. <laughs> right. It doesn't make it all the way up to you. I'm closer yeah. to Bloomington. That's absolutely true. All right. I'm checking this bad boy in. Me too. I'm wavering. I think I'm going to stick with what you, the number you said, because that's where I was sitting. Uh, so I imagine we'll have a handhold at three and a half. Uh, and I said, this beer starts out kind of sour, but as you dig in, more flavors come out. It's definitely unique and worth a try. Uh, but uh, I just want more of the chocolate to come through uh, initially, so it's not – it's kind of off-putting at first, but uh, you get used to it. Right. It, it's kind of like one of those things, like if you don't understand or don't know what's in a beer and you try it and you immediately just start, find it off-putting, yeah. you, you might find the entire beer off-putting. Right. But once you kind of figure out what to expect with the flavors, it's not wrong. Yeah, if I knew that type of cherry was a sour cherry before, then I would have been like, oh, okay, so it might have more of that. But just saying chocolate cherry stout doesn't really give me that information. Right. If there's a way that you could put sour on there without deterring people from drinking your stout, because it's definitely not a sour, but it is kind of sour, like, if that makes sense. Yeah, instead of saying roasty, sweet, rich, maybe, like, roasty, tart, tart, or something. I mean, they did have tart in there. Tart is in the... (laughs) There you go. So with that being said, of course, uh, as previously discussed, I did put this at 3.5. 
hand-holding lube. <laughs> I mean, there isn't really much more that I can say to this that hasn't been like like said or stated, but it's it's okay. It's an American stout, so it is kind of already boring in itself, and they added cherries to it, and kudos, it tastes a little bit better. Pale. What are you sipping on? I, I'm sipping on... Gin um, and juice. Gin and juice. Laid <laughs> uh, back. I'm uh, kind of bringing back a variation of what Keith and I had a couple, what, months ago now? It was in the holiday seasons, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's why you went with the peppermint flavor. It was in January at least. <laughs> yeah, the very least. Yeah. Early, like, January. But it's um the Pastry Archie Naked Fish. 25th anniversary edition by Duclaw Brewing, uh, 7.6% ABV, 45 IBUs, Kingdom of the Spiders, the sci-fi horror that came out in 1977. Yeah, that's 45 years ago, almost wow. to this day that it was released. That's why it is important. <laughs> that's why it's <laughs> in our 45, mm-hmm. <laughs> the 45 geek IBU, Kingdom of Spiders. The... Ru- what they wrote as a description it says we're celebrating 25 years of beers by bringing back what made Duclaw great in the first place making damn good beer minus the rules the year was 1998 we faced a sea of average ales and cast our reel to catch something better we said no thank you to the normal and the naked fish got hooked bursting with aromas and flavors decadent dark chocolate coffee beans, and fresh raspberries, our taste buds were never the same. Now, this OG favorite is taking the place of our number 19 in the Pastry Arky series. What a good catch. Gosh, that's wild. 19 of them? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they've had more since. Yeah, like, yeah, they're probably up to 20-something 20, 20 now. Yeah. Just with, you know, looking, if you look, try to look them up on Untapped, you just get inundated with you hundreds. Have to like, you have to click the show more button. <laughs> right? You gotta click it probably three times. <laughs> show more. Okay, yep, show more. Show more. The can, yeah, the can is pretty nice in my opinion. It's, it says um, the name of the beer, chocolate raspberry stout, naked fish. It's got an image of like um, like the chocolate candy that you like break apart and it's in the like squares. With raspberries on top. Um, Looks like they got chocolate syrup on them, too. Oh, yeah, they do. Looks like a real, like, nice Valentine's treat. Mm-hmm. But it's got black across the top, and then kind of looks like a candy wrapper, like, edging, like, down the middle. Separates, like, the black from the red. Nice little stamp on the left side. 25 years of beers. I think that red color is supposed to be like a raspberry because it's got like little circles, like how you see on the outside of a raspberry. Oh, yeah, I see that. Mm -hmm. type shape. Yeah, that's cool. Smell-wise, it's – I had it chilled for about 45 minutes. Um, It didn't really get much – it didn't really get cold, in my opinion. Um, I would have liked it to be a little bit more chill, but – Right now I'm getting until half hour before we record. Yeah, maybe like by (laughs) thirty minutes more. (laughs) But right now I'm getting a lot of raspberry in the nose, and this is a dark chocolate stout, so it's going to be more bitter on the taste. Mm -hmm. Um, This chocolate just 
doesn't come through as well or as much as like the milk chocolate does, but not really nice nose. I think pe- people that love raspberries are going to like this one a lot. <laughs> you might I'm yeah, I'm teetering on this one. Oh, color wise. Can't forget the color. <laughs> I was just about to ask yeah. <laughs> as you, but you were sipping it. So I didn't want to, <laughs> to um, choke you. Just a tint of red, probably at the bottom. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I wouldn't like if on the top, like just below the, the little bit of fizz that's left, it's kind of like a, like a dark red around the top. Let's see. Look, let's look at the SRM. Maybe like in the 45 area. I mean, from my angle, it was definitely like, yeah, like 46, 47. But yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but then, but then looking like, at his image, it's much darker than. Yeah, it does look dark there. Yeah. I don't have the picture pulled up, so I just picked a number that I, from what I could remember. <laughs> yeah. From what people have on Untapped. <laughs> I like 46. I like that which, number too. Which is? Freddy's Fedora. Oh, perfect. Kind of fits the. He even gets. Fits the killer theme of yeah. the episode. What killer theme? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the killer? It's Valentine's. Bloody Valentine. <laughs> it's Valentine's it's Day. Supposed to be all about love. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I was looking at like the wrong picture. This looks really fucking dark. I don't know. Yeah, some do and some don't. I can't. It's hard to tell. I'll take your word for it, pal. On the forty-six. Mm-hmm. Um, Taste-wise, bitter. Um. Maybe like a little bit berries. Yeah, like the berries come through like towards the end. In my opinion, it's kind of bitter at first and then um, sweetens out a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit like burnt, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Is it like the, the bitterness coming from like the dark chocolate? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Is it just overly roasty or is it like a burnt flavor? Um. Because we had this last week when we yeah, did the stout show, smoky. Yeah, we, we yeah, yeah. It's just it's more burnt, burnt. Yeah, yeah. It's an it's, it, that's an interesting like dynamic. Mm-hmm. As someone who you know has done stouts his entire life, that's not like a flavor that registers with me. But some <laughs> you know someone who who doesn't, and that's like what they think. It's it's wild. Like I perspective. keep, I keep thinking I'm gonna get something more roasty and like nutty, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, no, it's just like kind of like a burnt, like smoky flavor. It's just different. It's weird. Was that the Terre Haute brute one or the other one? Yeah, because it was the Terre Haute one because you made That's a joke right. about the the um, the smoke getting into that one from the the fire from the oh outside, yeah <laughs> the outside damage of the. Black acre, the black acre. So you're like, your your beer contaminated mine. I was like, they're both sealed. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, untapped. As my phone just literally fell asleep right as I was about to read this. <laughs> uh, two point six uh, k people check this in. Twenty six hundred people. Uh, Three point eight eight. So as Pale literally mentioned ten minutes ago, the higher you get, the more even it gets to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had one friend check this in. Uh, it was Kane Moyer. Uh, he gave this a three and a half and didn't say anything. Uh, while we wait, uh, our, the IBUs, we never 
guest star IBUs. Oh, yeah, we didn't. This one is pretty bitter, too, right? I know. I was going to say, like, in the 50s. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't have the thing open to actually pick one, but that's yeah. where my mind was. It for, yeah, for sure is. But it's also, like, I feel a little bit watered down, so I don't know. Yeah, it does if a little it's bit. close to 50, but let's just, like, throw that right there at the uh, uh, the Thriller Speed, uh, 50 miles per hour. That's as fast as they can go. <laughs> Otherwise, they all die. Just like this movie we're about to talk about. Can't go 50 without dying, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, David J. from Union Station Brewing, or Brewery. Uh, I'm not sure why he's drinking it there, but he is. But he gave it a five. Whoa. Whoa, wowzers. David J. Fuck you for not writing anything, but so glad you enjoyed this. Definitely not the pale score, but it's good to see a five on here. That's 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> Drinking it 15 minutes ago. Uh, JB, a supporter. I guess they call him something different now. Insider. They they changed the name of the supporters. They're called insiders now. Um, I'm an insider, guys. Ooh, um, look at you. Yeah, so JB gave it a 4.2. I love raspberry, but it often doesn't play well with beer. They made it work here. Tastes like dark chocolate candy bar with raspberries. Like he started off strong with the, I love it, but it doesn't often play well with beers. I'm like, you gave this a 4.2. What the hell? <laughs> he just wanted to say 420. Yeah, he did. <laughs> nice. David S. says, this is like eating Phillips European chocolate raspberry tort in a beer. Delicious, smooth, creamy mouth feel. Luscious head, lovely raspberry, and chocolate notes, fudge, ganache. Ooh. And he gave it a four and a half. Nice. Uh, there's a Daniel check-in. He didn't write anything. I've been picking up the people who don't write anything for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave it a five. He had it on draft at a, uh Irish pub. Is this dry? Burnt. I know, I, I know but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what he was going to say. <laughs> he was taking a sip, so I felt Yeah. Good. Like, is it dry, pale? Uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree with okay. that. Like at the end there, it gets it's dry. Kind of like a dry Irish stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I checked in if you want to hear my thoughts. I want to uh, hear it. Yeah, sure. Um, I gave it a three and a half. I said bitter dark chocolate up front with a raspberry flavoring on the back end. Drinking it a little warm, but I'm getting a burnt smoky flavor as well. Need to give it another chance at a lower temperature. So I just wonder if, like the, the warmness is kind of throwing it off because that raspberry, um, like usually like the chocolate and coffee ones that are warmer tend to get better, but this one I mm-hmm. just I don't know I just feel like the fruit would come the through better fruit would come through cold. better and maybe the bitterness would decrease a little bit more. Um, maybe like by tomorrow I would. I could bump that up to a, a four. Yeah. But it's not terrible. I just don't know if I would. I definitely don't like it as much as the, the candy cane um, stout that we candy stout that we Keith and I had. But um, it's not it's not bad. Just it's not my favorite. That's fair because you don't really like raspberries to begin with. Yeah. So I think I'll, I'm, I'm going to give Keith a can. I'm sure he'll have a different opinion. I do. I do think he 
He likes raspberries, I think. Yeah. He doesn't like watermelon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I tried to feed he's him all- watermelon one time and he's like, get that out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> he's all about the cher- uh, strawberries, too. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. And I don't like strawberries, so we all have a, a reddish <laughs> fruit that we don't like. Mm-hmm. I'd like them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink a strawberry beer every day, though. I'll Absolutely. also eat strawberries. I don't really mind them that much. I just think they're overrated. I don't think they're the world's best fruit like most people. <laughs> oh. oh, I love them. I, I know. know. <laughs> I love most I people do. I it's just no like idea. they're fine. What the best fruit in the world is? Bananas? <laughs> <laughs> you just like the shape. It's the papaya. <laughs> <laughs> like the shape. <laughs> Uh no, like when I'm in my my bulking workout period, uh, I eat like a banana a day with my protein the, shake. Yeah, the so, potassium's good. So, I guess I'm just always eating bananas professionally and recreationally. I eat a lot of oranges and citrus fruits. Yeah, I think the I think the orange is up there. Like oranges and clementines, like tangerines, anything in that orange mm-hmm. community. Grapefruits, Ooh, like lemons grapefruit. and limes. I would even throw in there is right. I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content that is Patreon.com backslash DrinkInGeekOut. And now, back to the show. All right. Um, all right. So welcome back, everybody. This is our Valentine's episode. Yay! However, there's a twist. <laughs> it is a horror film that I was talked into watching. It's just an idea I threw out there. I had never seen it, so I had no idea if it was going to be good, bad, or <laughs> real bad. Yeah, real bad. Um And this definitely is not something that I enjoy watching but there was a kind of a little bit of enjoyment in this one. It was definitely better than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Like, after your text, I was like, oh, this is going to be a slog. But I kind of had a little bit of fun watching it. Yeah. My my text was uh, intentionally joking. And we'll get, yeah. we'll, we'll get to those when we get there. And I guess kind of you'd have to know who I am to know that I don't like horror films. i know you're not into horror movies that's why i keep making you watch them i know but <laughs> you wouldn't know that because i enjoyed leprechaun so fucking yeah. much <laughs> those are the greatest movies ever made that's the kind of horror movies i like and that's what i i was hoping this would be and it's it's got elements but it's not as fun uh but this is my bloody valentine 3d a 2009 american slasher film directed by and co-edited by patrick lucier and written by todd farmer who you can see have sex in this movie, and Zane Smith for a screen story by Stephen Miller, producer and co-writer of the original film. Serving as a remake to the 81 Canadian slasher film of the same name, it stars Jensen Eccles, Jamie King, Kerr Smith, Tom Atkins, and Kevin Teague. The film focuses on the residents of a small town that is plagued by a serial killer in Mining gear on Valentine's Day. Other than that, it has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. Right. <laughs> just well, there's to be set that day. But there is a <laughs> little hearts. bit. Yeah, there's a little bit of it where they he cuts the heart out and gifts it to whomever 
But there's no ever really established reason why he's doing that. No, there isn't. Mm. Uh, there, there's also the um, the uh, pregnant love interest mm-hmm. who I thought was a teenager. I could be wrong. Um, who gave him a? She heart. did look young. Oh, she was I, like she's from clearly like eighteen or nineteen. She's yeah. from the TV show Blacklist. She's like the main girl on that show. Oh, oh! So she's like our age, but I don't know how old these other people are—much older, maybe. Right? How old was I in two thousand nine? I was twenty-two. So yeah, it makes sense. I think maybe they just uh, made her look young, so it made him look like more of a pervert. Yeah, mm. that's possible. Uh, but they didn't shy away from any of that stuff right. in this movie at all. Uh, I, I was disappointed when I when I started watching this movie and I saw Jensen and I was like, we're going to see some supernatural shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kayla said. She's like, he's from Supernatural. I was like, I've yeah. never. Oh, did she it. watch it with you? She did. Yeah. She Well, she kind of likes this type of movie. So well, yeah, yeah. She, she likes the screams and stuff. Yeah, she likes Scream. She likes the Halloween movies. Um, She likes the con. We just watched the Conjurings. So she was kind of. Oh, I like those. She's kind of in the mood for a scary movie, but. Um, she was yeah it's not she was disappointed (laughs) (laughs) i think the end disappointed me the most i think the end was the only part i liked (laughs) (laughs) i like the twist yeah i mean yeah it was good it was a good twist but i mean i i hate like and this is probably like part of it like you're supposed to but it's like fuck i kind of figured that was the case i did too but i i i like halfway through the movie, I was like, "What if this is what's happening?" And I was like, "No, that can't be. It's just going to be like the sheriff or him just yeah. doing it." But I literally was like, "The twist at the end is going to be the sheriff." Yeah, like that. To me, was the twist. Yeah, I was because like, I was that way too. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's hundred percent. It's got to it, be right." Just because I felt know. he had anger, bent like built up anger, mm-hmm. and I just felt like, yeah. okay, he would fit that that profile like pretty well. Yeah. But like and just the body type was, was like, just kind of like it's just not this it's not fitting very well. But I was like, well, obviously it's not the guy from Supernatural because he was in this like he saw the killer kill people. But I was like, wait, what if he? What if it's a Fight Club situation? It's literally what I wrote down in my notes. That, like, if this yeah, is a that Fight was Club confusing me thing. because <laughs> didn't when he was locked up in that little cage under the yeah. tunnel, wasn't he like interacting with the other miners that saw the guy, the dead guy? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but I, he killed that guy and then he locked himself up. Yeah, so because it so, shows like a flashback of him doing it. Yeah, so at the oh. end, at the end when it was doing its big reveal, Sherlock Holmes style. Yeah, it showed him after he did the murders because it was it's kind of like a dissociative disorder where yeah, like a split personality type thing. Like he became Henry Cavill or whatever the fuck his name was, <laughs> <laughs> and he um, snaps out of it. Because he like gets approached by Harry and he, they're like, yeah. "No, hey Harry, how are you doing?" And then he likes his like face changes. Oh. Yeah. All right, that makes more sense now. Yeah, so yeah, it's almost like uh, like he didn't know what he was doing, but then like it's I don't know, kind of like flipping in and out. It was weird, but also accurate, right? That's an accurate mm-hmm. portrayal of dissociative. Yeah, it reminds uh, me of the movie Split. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he's like a totally normal guy. But then, like, he has all these personalities that, like, start to, like, reel her head and take over him. And, like, they, they all, like, his personalities all know about each other. It's just, like, the normal 
part of him can't like control it. Right. Right. And he, he see he thinks he's a victim where he's actually the killer. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I did take notes a little bit, but I didn't have them like out now. Cause I was going to remember, I didn't take a whole lot of notes, but the first thing that I did when I started watching this movie was I stopped it and I checked the time in because I didn't know everything was going to happen 11 minutes into the movie. Right. <laughs> it's like wait did i just start at the end i was like because <laughs> i was having issues with uh the recording that i had so i was watching it like on my computer and so i thought maybe like i potentially like started halfway through the movie mm-hmm. and so i was like what the fuck what they go they go to the mine and shit starts happening 11 minutes in there's no build-up this well, was start- the build-up yeah right it starts with like these 3d newspaper headlines it's like the most flat generic piece of media is newspaper but they make it so cool with 3d headlines coming at you and like the pictures are moving to take advantage of the 3d aspect yeah i wish i had my glasses that would have been so much cooler to watch 3d glasses and i was like him throwing that paper axe like through the the windshield all right yes yeah that was clearly like a 3d moment that i wish (laughs) i could have seen or at the end of the movie when he hits the guy who's rescuing him in the face with the pickaxe and you just see it like right here oh, in yes. the entire camera. Mm-hmm. That would have been – that's a total 3D moment as well. Uh, but no, like I seriously was like, what in the hell? Everything's happening so fast already 11 minutes in because like I totally understood like the, the, the setup of the the newspapers that are flying around the screen telling the story. And then like they're – He's in a coma, like because of what everything is to, like, everything in the papers is telling you. I was like, yeah, I, I got I was this. trying to follow that, but I wasn't sure. Like, okay, the papers say the mine collapsed, yep. and that dude, like, all of them were trapped, and he killed everyone down there to like preserve air for himself. Is that yep. what? Yep. They yeah. Were, okay. Yeah. I was so trying to follow it, but there were so many words coming. I was trying to read them and listen. <laughs> yeah. So my thinking was that's not the case. He just killed them because he wanted to kill them. Yeah. But the the narrative was he did that because he was in a coma when they found him or he was pretty Mm -hmm. much damn near like dead. And so the first news reel was, yeah, he was in, he, he was, he killed, he killed them for preservation of oxygen. So it's kind of like a moral good, evil type of discussion. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, yeah, no, these people died of like blunt force trauma like literally, like he, they were murdered. Pickaxe, right? <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, no." Like, I think they even like said that some of these people died before the explosion. It was like really weird that they were able to time date things. Uh, but I, I'm not a forensic yeah, scientist, so like ten yeah. minutes before the explosion or not. Yeah, and so then it, it, it's. <laughs> He wakes up and he immediately just starts killing people. Right. I that I couldn't understand, but I guess he is crazy, so I guess that's why he did it. Yeah. And but the like <laughs> just like the amount of blood and like the dude's like one guy's like ripped in half at yeah. the torso. <laughs> like <laughs> is he like super strength? Like how is he doing this? <laughs> right. I know I didn't understand that either. And he was like a big dude. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of threw me off too, like watching later in the film but so he does all these things and i think at this at this point is when i start thinking it might be 
the end of the movie already. Yeah, we missed something. <laughs> it just cut straight to the end. Yeah. The, <laughs> the whole movie is this. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird as fuck. <laughs> like I thought the, the shovel through the mouth of that one mm-hmm. girl was hilarious. Yeah, at the end, I was going to ask what your best kill was, and that was going to be mine. Yeah, sorry, I ruined it. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was, was amazing. Gross. He's like, boom, boom. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, like trying to speed it, it with the like, shovel in her mouth. The freaking head had to slide down the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> like, did that have to happen? <laughs> yeah, because it's three D, so it was like coming towards the camera, even though oh, it was like goodness. one inch. <laughs> But the little bit of movement, like, to spook the audience. But yeah. I was going to say, in that hospital scene, he's, like, drawing hearts on the wall. And then I like the sh- the old sheriff is like, happy fucking Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that sets up that it is Valentine's Day. Yeah, he's like, uh, waited too long to retire. <laughs> you and me both, kid. <laughs> then my next note was party in the mines. How old are these people supposed to be? <laughs> I couldn't I think, figure out what age I think these it was guys like were. high school seniors is what yeah. my guess was. I was like, these are like 30-year-olds playing like 20-year-olds. And then it cut 10 years later. It's like, oh, they are 30-year-olds. That's why they're, yeah. <laughs> they are 30-year-olds playing 20-year-olds because that's because they're doing this mm-hmm. time jump. Yeah. So they're yeah, doing that for sure. And I literally thought the one dude's Axel's girlfriend was the one with the shovel in the mouth. Oh, oh, right. Because they're both blonde. Yeah. I and you barely get know. to see their face. Like, yeah, Well, she was yeah, dating like, Tom, right? Like back then, 10 years yeah. prior when then all that happened. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the other one. The girl from the motel is the dating. Motel oh, the is motel. Is dating Axel. And, and Sarah is dating Tom at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never caught that his name was Tom. So in my notes, I just wrote down Supernatural as his name. <laughs> uh, and then I also, in my notes, every time... I saw a bad 3D moment. I wrote bad 3D. And so my first one is bad 3D when the guy's eye pops out. Like he gets the pickaxe to the back of the head and his eye pops out in the mine in the very beginning of the movie. And then there were literally like dead bodies all over this mine. And then this dumbass comes in and he's like yelling for his friend, Jason. <laughs> he's just like, Jason, are you in here? Like, there's like, you just stepped over three dead body- bodies and you're still going to walk down this mine. And- <laughs> right. How did, how did they not get seen? <laughs> I was wondering that too. He looks down every hallway past that, but he doesn't look down the one that they're, the wall that they're behind. Yeah. So yeah, I was like wondering the same like, thing. It's like a wooden like slat wall that they were hiding behind. Not even like down a hallway. No, they were like an inch from him. <laughs> yeah, he walked by them, and then he turns around to because kill that guy's this like Jason, Jason. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> and they still didn't see him. Yeah, <laughs> and then they decide to yell and run, which that's a pretty good hiding spot. You should just fucking stay there. <laughs> Apparently, you were cloaked there. It's almost like that Geico commercial. Let's just go stand in the barn with the sharp objects, <laughs> right? <laughs> But yeah, literally, I think this at this point was 11 minutes in, and I think I paused it. I was like, I've missed a whole lot. <laughs> nope. That's and why I tried to watch it at work, and those 11 minutes went by, and I was like so lost. There was so much that happened. <laughs> it was like yeah. an entire movie just happened. And yeah. 11 minutes, I'm like, I'm definitely going to have to go back because I I didn't understand like how the explosion happened, who died, who 
Harry was and all that. It was crazy. Yeah, it's like a full movie happened in those 11 minutes, and then we saw the sequel the other the, yeah, hour exactly. and a half of the movie. <laughs> I was reading at Wikipedia, and the, the blame for the explosion was on Tom because he forgot to vent the methane lines that caused and it caused the collapse. Yeah. And that's what in the beginning okay, of the that movie, makes more sense. I was like, why is everybody so mad at him? Yeah, that's why he was at the bar and all the old dudes were pissed at him because he that and he's selling for, the place. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah. I, I I wrote that down too later. I was like, they're all mad at him because he's selling the mine. Aren't the new owners of the mine going to need still need people to work the mine? Like, yeah. What what what's going to happen? Like it's not like the mine is he's gonna move it to Canada or something. The <laughs> mine's still gonna be there. <laughs> it, it's wild too. Like they, he's definitely responsible for the explosion and the death of some miners or whatever. People, you know, make mistakes and obviously things happen. But it's almost like they attributed that the selling of the mine. They liked Hannity family apparently that much that when he died, he didn't come visit his father's funeral. I guess maybe that also like stuck. Apparently, in. he was in the mental institution. Yeah, according to the sheriff. I th- at that point, I was like, "Is okay if he was in the mental institution, then my previous theory is going to be correct." But yeah. if he's not, but at that point, I was thinking, "Yeah, yeah sheriff did it. Sheriff yeah. is uh, definitely like trying to." Uh, uh, what's a uh, gaslight his wife into mm-hmm. thinking that <laughs> that it was like ex boyfriend? Yeah, the sheriff is so fishy, like throughout the whole movie. So it's, I that's why he was my like real guest. But I was like, I hope it's Tom. That'd be much cooler. Um, we can't so, forget about the motel scene. That's gotta, coming up. We haven't got. Yeah, the, we gotta get to that in, point. We haven't even got to ten years later yet. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, then I wrote down Pat, uh, bad 3D when the Pixex is thrown at the car. Yep. And we mentioned that already. It's like an inch from her face through the windshield. And uh, they leave Supernatural behind. Uh, but Harry gets scared off by the police. He gets shot a few times. And we don't really know what happened to him. And then 10 years later happens. So then we find out that the current owner of the mines is a pervert as well. <laughs> because <laughs> They <he's>, always are. <laughs> they all are. He's hitting on the on Sarah, and the sheriff's like, "Bitch, I'm right here." <laughs> right, uh, and this also led into where I thought that maybe he was the one who was doing the killings because he's a sheriff. He has access to all these things, mm-hmm. and he also blew up at the media for every year. You fucking come here hoping to have some murder slasher story, and yeah. nothing ever happens. And he's yelling obscenities, and so I was thinking, this is the year, man. Ten year anniversary. You got this, Axel. You can do this. <laughs> and he's like trying to make it seem like Harry did it while also saying Harry didn't do it. But he's like, put pictures of Harry up just in case or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's like, Harry's dead. And he takes him to the body and the body's gone. It's like, well, he's the one that knew where the body was. So he could have moved it anytime he wanted to. Right. And just to make people think he's still alive. Yeah. It was it was kind of weird. The, the number of like... It, uh, I wouldn't say inaccuracies because the movie is pretty good, but the inaccuracies of like uh, uh, an actual sheriff, he's just right. so dumb. And like, he's, he's like literally like drawing like red lines between either Harry did it or Tom did it. And he's like hard stanced at that, but he's not, he's not tugging at the Tom ones enough. <laughs> right. So <laughs> he's going back to the, Oh God, maybe Harry's the one who did it. I don't know. And this is like in the lobby of the sheriff station where like, 
kids and people are walking around and there's like people with their chest cut open and blood everywhere like just yeah. posted on this wall it's not like it's in like an fbi building like yeah. store like <laughs> in its own little thing his wife is looking at her best childhood friend just when she like walks in the, the building yeah. all cut up <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of another thing that happens but we have to talk about the hotel scene yeah let's get to that i think that's where we are now uh yeah um well first before that uh he's like oh i gotta go do my rounds and the sheriff's buddy's like i'll come with you he's like no nah, i got this no then, i'm gonna go see this girl <laughs> and he's and right he just like punks her and she's like yeah i you gotta give me my present i like jesus christ that was so <laughs> <laughs> that was weak <laughs> so she's pregnant totally uh she is comfortable in her underwear because that's not the only time you see her underwear in the entire movie um so this is definitely geared towards like men um and like do bros and probably incels and everything yeah i was thinking well, like kind of a- 18 17 18 years old would really get a kick out of this it's a trope of these old like 80s horror movies to throw boobs in there but it really f- feel like fucks up people's brains because it equates violence and sex like yeah like links them both in like teenagers minds mm-hmm. yeah uh not to mention like the rape that happened <laughs> or right. kind of rape but is rape the, uh, uh my next note scene. is why not get dressed before leaving the motel room <laughs> <laughs> yes that's yes. exactly what i was thinking but she had to have her heels on she went out of her way yeah. to put heels on <laughs> i don't think she ever took him off oh did- yeah, you're probably right. I she don't know. Didn't... We don't see her feet. Well, I don't think in that scene. <laughs> no, the only thing you see are boobs and her getting pile drived, <laughs> and you don't see her feet. Oh. And when and she the gets landing up, strip. yeah, in the landing strip, you see full, <laughs> you see full everything, and then she runs out in just the 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 heels, and you're like, oh Jesus! I like when she nails that dude in the head with the gun because there's no bullets. In it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like. Just you throw it, and it was just definitely meant for 3D. You could yeah. totally It was tell. like the perfect throw, though. Like <laughs> there was just like so much like power and he's like, I know there's no it. bullets in that. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the reason why she does that is because he uh, films Video, it, yeah, uh, against her knowledge, and then he like throws money at her, like she's a hooker. You are um, now. So a- obviously, that's technically rape, right? No permission. Uh, on the filming of the of the activities and then the refusal to release the videotape or anything like that. She had due cause to chase after him. I don't know, probably put some clothes on or something. He's in a semi. It's not like he's <laughs> like speeding out of there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. As I mentioned, the actor is Todd Farmer, the writer of the movie. Ah. Uh, okay. He was he was doing the He wrote driving. in that scene where he has sex with this lady. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> So the girl like that kind of was like chasing the dog, like what was that a kid or was that no that's a midget that was just a little it was just lady. a little lady <laughs> yeah I I was confused for no reason just to have and just t- so they could murder some small person okay. two thousand two thousand nine it was socially acceptable to have comic relief in forms of the midgets and you know, dwarf people mm. times are so weird. different yeah it's weird fucking time yeah it was. like. Yeah, because like so, like the way that she was acting, like I can see 
how it was comical. Like, I didn't find it funny at all, but I liked that lady. I thought yeah. she was cool. I didn't want her to die. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, dog, you're in the closet. <laughs> uh, oh, like, my oh. next note was, he better not kill that dog. I don't care about any of these idiots, but don't kill that dog. <laughs> yeah. And you don't see it. No, you never find out what happens. I assume it's still alive. Running, yeah. it got out of there. It tried earlier in the movie to leave, and Supernatural picked him up. Yeah, I think like um, one of my one of my notes was, what the fuck did she think the bed was gonna do? I liked that. Like that was a smart idea to like, like when she stood the bed up, put some oh, barrier yeah, when, between, to, like hide yourself, guard yeah. herself. He's got a from... fucking pickaxe, but yeah, that can go right she, through I thought, the. Yeah, I was like, throw, like, push him over with that bed and get the fuck yeah, out push of there. It into him. Just kind of stood there, and like, let him toss him her. into the closet and run away. Yeah. But it's Literally, like she yeah. wanted to go. You got to get close. Him or, I don't know. She wanted to just hide behind the bed that did nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a wireframe bed, springs. He could literally punch the fucking thing, and it would <laughs> it would hurt you. I thought what was going to happen was he was going to smush her and it was going to be like cubes falling out with like her body parts. Oh, like, oh this is going to be so cool. And then he just like stabs her and blood splurts. I was like, oh man, missed opportunity. Another 3D that, moment like, of like the cubes like yeah, thro- yeah. falling into, your, into the screen. Like her tits would be like cubes now. I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Oh, this is nothing. It was very lame. <laughs> because he's like super strength. He's just going to like smush her through all of these like squares in this. Yeah, Michael Myers would have done that for sure. Exactly, or Freddy, or uh, or Jason, Jason. Jason. But I, I thought, like, I honestly figure before we move on to that, I thought she was gonna survive and make it because she's a main character, or she, uh, she was a assumed to be a main character. That's I just thought that maybe she would survive and make it. Not the case. Yeah, they didn't leave enough people alive in that beginning scene to like knock off one by one, right? Like they usually, there's usually like seven survivors or something, and then oh, now it's we're down to the final two. But it was like there's three people alive <laughs> this whole yeah. time, and they're still alive, <laughs> right? And then they introduced the black cop, and I was like, he's fucking dead for sure. Yeah, and they then he, set him up like he could be the killer. I was like, he's, that's not he didn't do it. I know yeah. this is 2009. There's no way he did it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what are you doing at the mine? He's like, My job. I'm a police officer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like. Shut the fuck up! You're you're the, <laughs> the, the suspect, suspect not me. Uh, my next note was the minor outfit makes for a pretty cool slasher outfit outfit with a memorable weapon. So like I liked all that aspect because yeah, for sure get the light. So that's kind of spooky. You see it in the dark, and but it's still like all black face with the pickaxe and yeah. Everyone has every slasher has their memorable weapon that they use. I yeah. just figured he was a member of Slipknot. That's what <laughs> he just has having a bad day. He, he missed a concert or something. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know how well this was received, but I feel like you could literally like dress up like this as Halloween and probably not like have a huge yeah, people popular opinion no. about it. Yeah. It, like if this movie was a huge hit and they did 40 sequels like these other movies, then it would be. Yeah. But since it's a one and done, then. I don't know, according to Wikipedia, $14 million budget, but it made $119 million. Like, that's pretty huge. On this note right here, on its four-day opening weekend, the film grossed $24.1 million. 
So on the opening wow. weekend, ranking number three for the weekend behind Gran Torino at number two and Paul Blart, Ma- Paul Blart Mall Cop at number one, which is wild to think that Gran Torino came out in 2009. Yeah, this seems newer. Like yeah. Paul Blart, that seems right. But Gran right. Torino, I didn't think was that old. Because yeah. like, yeah, Eastwood, he, he was like, frick, he was an old Really old. <laughs> he's hundred in every movie he's ever made. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's been a hundred like the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, review ad, uh, aggregator website Rotten Tomato experts uh, reports that sixty-one uh, percent of the one hundred nine critics gave the film a positive review, with the consensus reading this gory, senses, uh, assaulting slasher film is an unpretentious effective mix of old school horror stylings and a modern 3d technology on metacritic which assigns a weighted average score out of 100 reviews from the mainstream critics the film received an average score of 51 based on 11 reviews so it didn't it's not horrible mm-hmm. it just it yeah. wasn't big enough to make like make a franchise yeah i think um i think i do of the of the horror film genre, I think I'm more of the slasher, yeah, guy than I am like the the totally. the freak scared. Jump I don't scared. like the ghosts and ghouls and stuff. I I like Jason and Michael and Freddy. Yeah, I mean I could do without, but if I had to pick a like a category, I think it would be the slashers. Right. So where are we? We are we just got out of the the bump and run in the hotel. Next is when. Supernatural goes back to the mine to and I don't I, it wasn't clear to me why he was there. He wanted to talk to somebody about something. Oh, but so, then, so then he Red was, gets killed. Yeah, he was he was at the bar, got a little fisticuffs. He went to see this right. dude at his house as like saying, here's why I'm here. And then I guess that was before the motel. But anyways, he goes to the bar, uh, gets into a tussle, dude punches a mirror, and he's instantly like, Ah oh! <laughs> I, I guarantee that he's that was not a bad gonna do, moment too. Yeah. He's definitely not going to be like that if you just punch a mirror. You're not going <laughs> to. He acted like he broke every bone in his arm and hand. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he goes there. I think he's literally te- going to tell the guy. I think he says this later in the movie that, that he's, he's not, not going to sell the mine. Yeah. He he's decided. Like, yeah, he decided. And maybe the, the selling of the mine came from the other guy and his personality. And then once he came back to town, he's like. I can oh, make yeah. this work, and I don't want to sell this mine. Plus, he saw Sarah. Yeah, he wanted to stick around for her. Yeah, he ran into her at the grocery store and was like, hey, what's up? And she was like, oh, welcome back. Yeah, this pisses off her husband, and he's that's why I was like, oh, he's going nuts. But that happens after some of the killings happen. So I was like, well, the first killings don't make a lot of sense unless that happens first. Right, yeah. That that's why I was kind of like leaning towards the person who returned from out of town mm-hmm. as like the the main trope. You came back, but then the, everybody in the happening. bar is everybody in the bar is blaming him. So then I was like, well, it doesn't seem like it would be him either, right? Because <laughs> he wouldn't be like the prime suspect if it is him. But yeah, um, I don't know. So this is where I wrote. This would be cool if it was a Fight Club situation and Supernatural had a split personality. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's when he's in the cage, and I'm like, well, maybe he is over there, but he just thinks he's over there. And he ends up in the cage, because there's plenty yeah. of time before everybody reaches out, and it's a perfect alibi. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm stuck here. I can't. This could yeah. have been me. And so, which is wild to to think that 
the the sheriff is a really terrible sheriff if he just keeps assuming it's Tom, even though he had a airtight right alibi, uh, circumstantial at best that it was him. But like you would think it would have been blood on him, the way he was pickaxing that guy like thirty times, and then he yeah. runs over to the cage and just like locks himself in. There. He didn't change his clothes. Did he find yeah. a shower like somewhere? Like <laughs> I mean, he was completely clean. Did he, did he, did, cause he was wearing normal clothes. Did he like strip off his clothes and throw everything into a heap? Maybe. If he did that, the police <laughs> would have find it. it. Yeah. Right. yeah there would have <laughs> been evidence everywhere. Unless you're a really fucking terrible cop and didn't notice a pile <laughs> of clothes. Either in the cage with him or yeah. like next to the body. Or, it's like in next to the body, you're like, what did you, did he get naked? <laughs> <laughs> Next, we find out that all the old folks in town, or at least a few of them, killed Harry and put his body in the woods next to a hatch. By old folks, you mean the sheriff and his uh, little crummy dude. Yeah, and the other old guy that has something to do with the mine. Oh, yeah, the one who ran the mine and kept it out of disaster yeah. for the Hanniger dude. Old man Hanniger. That guy is a, a villain on Lost, so I was like, that guy could be the killer, but he's so old, I can't see him doing, like, being this strong. <laughs> right. But it was funny, too, because at the scene where he kills that old man, uh, when Supernatural mm-hmm. kills that old man, he does, like, one of those, like, like wind-up jump throws with the with the pickaxe. And I was like, yeah, he's a young spry dude. Like, <laughs> Right, exactly. Like, he's like, that's definitely not the same, like, It's not the guy. sheriff, the, the old sheriff. It couldn't It couldn't even be Henry either, because Henry right. would have been old at this point. And he, True. Was, and he was lumbering. It, it, he was scary. He was lumbering. He got he, shot multiple times. <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't the same. Like, uh, this guy was, you know, quick to the jump to... You know, like do the slashing, and he was clumsy. You could tell he was a little bit clumsy in some of the scenes. So definitely, I think at that moment, I knew that it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was someone new, like copycat style. Yeah. Next note I have is the supermarket scene is pretty tense, actually. <laughs> Where they're running, and then they get trapped in the back office, and then she's trying to unlock the yeah. window, and he's like breaking through the door, and then he like sneaks around and kills her. Or, like, pulls her through the window or whatever. Yeah. I was like, why is it taking you 13 minutes to get out of this window? Just, like, jump out. <laughs> she's like, she, like, puts one leg out. She turns around, puts the other leg out. And then she, like, flips around again and then starts sliding out. I'm like, just get out. What is taking you so long? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the this is the scene that I, I mentioned. I wrote down this down that uh, this Megan chick, this teenager, supposedly teenager, really likes to show off her underwear. Oh yeah, she was wearing like, like jort skirt yeah, or whatever. She, she was wearing like a strip of jeans as, <laughs> with her pockets longer than the skirt. Yeah, and yeah. So, Kayla like, was like, "Why is her skirt so short?" Like, well, <laughs> she's working. She's she's. I think she's a she slut. Was, <laughs> she was at work at yeah. the like. She just got off her shift, and she was. That's what she wore to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like when she was swinging the broom at him. Like she did like the whole like uh, soul caliber. Uh, yeah. uh, over the top like over swing yes. thing and like the, the legs were sweeping she's like full spreading i was like jesus christ i even like like stopped it and like rewound it like 10 seconds to see that i saw what i thought i saw i was also doing other things i was like jesus they really just want to see this girl like in her skeeviest of skeeves mm-hmm. jeez and then yeah I like when she's she's like the keys are in the drawer and she's like looking and she's like, stop yelling at me. 
me. <laughs> like once she's looking for the keys, it's like, just stop arguing. Just get the keys. I was like, they're dead for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he killed Megan, left that note above her body, which was kind of stereotypical. And I would have like laughed. It was actually the sheriff. And the fact that yeah. he was trying to kill Sarah, but then just didn't kind of made me think that, oh, the sheriff just cleaned up loose ends. Right. And I thought was, that too. He was literally doing he, like, all of this. I had the thought too. I was like, it could be the sheriff. He's literally just doing all of this so he can kill Megan so he doesn't have to have that illegitimate child. Exactly. But then it wouldn't have made sense that he would have killed his ex-girlfriend and watch and watched her porn. Like he was literally just like sitting there, like watching with the speakers on, full volume, in his living room, or I guess in the little side room, listening to his ex-girlfriend get pile-drived by the writer of mm-hmm. and i was like what a fucking weirdo like <laughs> he's watching this and so sarah's like what are you what are you what are you doing he's like it's like oh i'm watching my 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 childhood girlfriend get pile-drived it's awkward in my opinion <laughs> yeah definitely and so like at that moment i was like oh he may not have like why would he kill her and then like just watch a video? Uh, I guess some weird people would do that, right? They take souvenirs. Right. My n- next two notes are bad 3D. So this one is when the sheriff's jaw gets ripped off with the pickaxe. Uh, I guess. I don't know. How does he know that the killer's in their house? He just like shows up and he's like, oh, he's yeah, in the house. Saying, yeah, I thought maybe he was the one. Yeah, at that point. I'm like, wait, wait you, where did you come from? <laughs> Because uh, he killed the the nanny or something. Yeah. I don't know what, don't know what he's looking for. But. I don't know. Like, it was really weird because she didn't really have a connection to the mines. But, of course, exactly. that's, that's, the, that's Sarah's house. And so maybe he's still Just trying to kill Sarah. Kill Sarah or the sheriff. Right. But nobody was home. Yeah. He left the kid alone, which is good. And <laughs> yeah. killed the nanny by, like, chopping her up and throwing her in the dryer. I like that's uh, not gonna happen. That's that's I have trivia. That's from the original movie. Ah, uh. so that's I think that's the only reason that's in there. But I, I'll just say this now. Later in my notes, I have something about this. But there's a long discussion about why Alex's girlfriend was killed because she's like they're like she's not even connected. Why would he kill her and blah blah blah? And they like all three of them are like debating this, and it's like no one's concerned with the. Rosa the nanny or the trucker guy <laughs> or the little lady at the motel like why did you kill these other people <laughs> like, right. millions of people have died in this town so like tonight why why is the girlfriend like all of a sudden it's a debate like she's not connected half of these people aren't only one has been so far right. actually so it's, it's like the sheriff did like his own little like yeah no that's the that's the connection everyone connected to the mines and his wife's like you were fucking her she wasn't connected <laughs> to the mines. She wasn't alive yet. <laughs> right. The only person connected to their mind was the blonde chick at the motel. Everybody else was just got in the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then there's that car crash. Like, there's the debate because yeah. she goes in the car with the killer or Tom or whatever his name is. Supernatural. And then, yeah. <laughs> they're, like, arguing on the phone and then... I said bad 3D when the car crash and then like the tree branch goes through the windshield. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into uh, the sheriff's like, go to my dad's old house or something like that. 
It's like all run down in the woods. And then she has a voiceover that uh, Supernatural is saying, you don't know what he's capable of, which happened in the car one minute ago. We just saw him say that. Like now she's having a flashback to it. It's like, we don't actually need the voiceover of this. We just literally <laughs> heard it. <laughs> and then there's like a big fight between, because he like comes in. And he finds the, the heart shaped box with uh, mm-hmm. the picture of her and them too. Tom. Yeah. So that's, I think, when she realized the affair was She knew. She knew the affair was happening. Okay. But that's just, I guess, confirmation, right? Yeah. Yeah. She thinks it's Axel attacking her, and she keeps, like, telling him to stop or whatever, but it's really not. Yeah, because she does say, Axel, stop, or something like that. Right. Um, And then that house is so close to the mines that they ended up back at the mines. Yeah, because he's, like, he, he was, like, about to go in the mine, and then he saw a flashlight up there earlier in the film tom did yeah and then he like goes up into that house and like sees all the candy boxes oh so it's just right uh, there that makes a little bit more yeah. sense i was but i don't know curious about that it. must be why they were partying there because that's where that guy lives so oh. in the beginning of the movie i assume i don't yeah. know it's a weird place to live like right on top of a mine yeah you think that that would sink in <laughs> the foundation couldn't right be <laughs> it'd be loud there's like banging and explosions happening all day uh, then there's like I think we're at the standoff in the mine. We can yeah. just cut to the end. The uh, well, if you can't de- decide, shoot us both. Who cares? Yeah, I was like that's very noble of you. <laughs> that's when I was like, oh, he's probably not the killer <laughs> if he's saying that. And then they like start fist fighting, and she like stands there for like two minutes watching them fight with the gun pointed. Like, shoot, do something. <laughs> right at this point, she knows Tom yeah. is the killer. Right. And then she just lets him like pickaxe her husband. <laughs> it's she the, has the gun. It's the stupid goddamn trope out of every fucking TV show movie, the killer reveals detail that he, nobody else talked about. How how did you, how did you know? I didn't tell you. Yeah, right. You must be it. I'm like Jesus Christ. You went this whole movie without like giving yourself away and then all of a sudden you just like start revealing information that you shouldn't know right at the very end (laughs) it's like he had this above her dead body nobody said she. how did you know she was dead (laughs) and how did you know what it said (laughs) yeah i mean he did kind of post it as uh uh he said that message was written above her wasn't it like Mm -hmm. kind of like a connecting the dots type of thing so i kind of like, like well you told me so maybe in his head yeah, she did tell him because he knows it, and he he still doesn't know that he is the guy because he's like, look up behind you, he's right there, he's coming, and then you like see it like walk closer and it like disappears when it gets to him. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, maybe he imagined that she did tell him, so he accidentally revealed that he was the killer because he doesn't know it at this point. Yeah, at that moment, I realized, okay, he really he has no idea, like his other personality just like starts to like come come up and he, he like he has no idea like it's really happening then i was trying to figure out back to the beginning of the movie it's like did harry exist at the beginning he did he was a separate person at one point yeah yeah he was standing in the hospital i, I believe yeah was, he just like murdered odd. some dude in the in the bed the hospital bed yeah but i was like was that tom and we just he just thought he was harry or <laughs> then i was like well no cuz i think what happened was when the sheriff shot Harry and like the blood splatters on Tom's face 
Mm-hmm. that's yeah. when he becomes Harry or like that's when they kind of merge or something like I don't know, it has something to do with the blood in the face because <laughs> that's when he kind of leaves town and goes to the sane asylum of apparently we don't actually see that happen but that's what yeah. Axel says happens it's a very weird like trans like transitional like metamorphosis like he gets some of his blood and then therefore he becomes him yeah I just kind of figure it was that just like was a trauma a- thing yeah, traumatic experience, and it kind of split him at that point. Yeah. And then uh, my last note was, no way he survived that explosion. Right. With no burns, no, no burns on his face, nothing on his hands. Those are the only two body parts yeah. we see. <laughs> but he's just fine. He's, like, under some rubble, and he gets up and leaves after killing yeah, another guy. so he, like, explodes. He flies backwards, hits the fucking wall. The huge beam thing. Yeah. yeah. So he goes through that beam and then into the wall. And then, like, half the mind collapses on him. Then he just, like, gets himself out, kills that another bad 3D through the guy's goggles. He yeah. pickaxes that guy, and then he just walks out. In his clothing. <laughs> Where did he put the body? Yeah. Maybe he just, like, well, then the sheriff's like, oh, he's dead. So maybe he, like, made it look like it was him. Him. Yeah. He, like, switched places. Yeah. But it was kind of weird, like, uh, him walking, like stumbling oh, out of the mine. Yeah. How did nobody, how did stops nobody him. notices? <laughs> he had a pickaxe through his stomach, or a gunshot wound through his stomach, so he's like holding his side and limping. So they do kind of set up a sequel, but it never happened. They never unfortunately, happens. probably because he did oh fourteen seasons of Supernatural and never had time to do yeah. another movie. That's true. I mean, he did quit supernatural so he can start doing movies but maybe that, that never happened that'd be weird what if a 20 year or 10 later. years later <laughs> but it never happened in 2019 COVID. yeah that's true so maybe well, that's because covid yeah maybe well they're... COVID. no 2019 was it would have been filmed before that yeah maybe they're maybe they're setting up like a 15 year 15 years later and he's like fucking old man mm-hmm. and he's like that was me back then and he's like remembering it from his old yeah old folks home or whatever I would I would watch it if he I came saw back. he's uh going to be in the new season of The Boys. Oh, as a new uh, oh, interesting. character. So he's like jumping right back into TV. Yeah, just another show. <laughs> no, I'll just jump into another show. That's what I'm good at. All right, I got a few little fun facts we can go through quickly and then wrap this bad boy up. Uh first up, the first two characters killed on screen are named Jason and Michael, a homage to characters from Friday the 13th and Halloween. Uh, where the killers are non-speaking as well. A direct reference to this film is how they die, trademark features of the characters. That's awesome. And this film came out after those, because that came out in 78, the Halloween came out in 78, and uh, Friday the 13th came out in 1980, mm-hmm. and the Bloody Valentine was a 1981. So, mm-hmm. of course, it was like, we can throw that in there because it happened after those anyways. It's not, mm-hmm. like, not like it happened prior and then they just, well, let's just throw it in here if you want. A flyer on the wall indicates that Valentine's Day is Saturday, February 14th. That would mean the previous day is Friday the 13th. Bum, bum, also, bum. a thing from A Nightmare on Elm Street is like the old people in town kill Freddy and then... In this movie, we have the yeah. old people in town that killed Harry. <laughs> the old people in town don't mm. fuck with him. This same year, Jensen Eccles' Supernatural co-star Jared Padalecki 
starred in another remake of an 80s horror film called Friday the 13th. There's also an episode titled My Bloody Valentine of the TV series Supernatural. Oh, Hopefully he revises what? his character. That's cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> they bring the, the whole mining outfit. Pickaxe and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie King would later star in a, another remake of an 80s slasher film in 2012's Silent Night, a remake of the 1984's Silent Night, uh, Deadly, Deadly Night. Night. Yep. I've seen the 84 version. That would be a good holiday slasher movie, I think. That one's pretty fun. I'm crazy. In the original script, the main scene for Betsy Rue's character was written differently with a lot less nudity. According to her, it was her idea to go totally nude because she felt it made more, made more sense for her character. Hmm. Which I, it's hard to just, it's hard to believe that <laughs> yeah, a female actress would rather be completely naked with her outside. Everything for... like, yeah, like everything. It probably took days to shoot that scene out in the parking lot and running around it also could be empowering but this is 2009 so i don't know yeah uh last in this film sarah's housekeeper rosa is found burnt inside a dryer while another scene has sarah being bombarded by minor gear toppling from the ceiling both sequences are recreated from the original film i mentioned the dryer earlier but forgot the minor gear one the dryer scene was awkward because, A, we don't really know how long the dryer cycle was, but normally... I don't think they get that hot. <laughs> they don't. They no, don't get that hot. Plus, to melt skin, the time is only like an hour, and an hour on like high heat will just probably um, probably would kill you as like a child. Yeah, but just I mean, like the bumping around and stuff would kill you. I, I think, could see you like suffocating because I do believe it gets... Like kind of humid, yeah. Yeah. But to be like bumbling around and like dying because of it uh, and melting your skin completely. No, you and it's steaming when she opens it. Like my clothes are never steaming <laughs> when I open <laughs> no, it. I never see steam from the dryer. Right. It's not it was, like a freaking yeah, oven. Weird. Like, yeah, right. And I think the max time you can do is like a, like a hundred minutes or something. So you, yeah, it's not that long and. <laughs> They were literally chasing this dude in this house. They're like, he's here. Let's go get yeah. him. So how long so was it? So it had to be there? like 10 minutes at most. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was weird, but it I guess was a it, good good effect. Like it looked pretty not like realistic. Right. Like a melting corpus was just I mean, it wouldn't happen in reality. No, right. probably not. Alright, that does it. Yeah. We uh, had best kill, I think, was the other thing, but I already said mine. Yeah, I think you all agreed. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. I think my. The, I think the best kill for me, um, was probably that first one in the mine when he like when when Harry first gets there, like the ten year prior, mm-hmm. where the dude's just like chilling with this six pack of beard. He's walking through the mines. All of a sudden, he's talking to these people, and his eye pops out of yeah. his fucking head. <laughs> Pickaxe oh, in the back yes. of the head. <laughs> that was cool because it was unexpected. Yeah. I like the when he killed the little lady. He just like <laughs> shoved like her up in the ceiling. Through the ceiling. The ceiling? <laughs> yeah, um, I thought that was pretty good. I, it wasn't better than a shovel scene. No, but it was probably my uh, second the, favorite. The trucker one was kind of cool because I wasn't expecting it either. Because he like just jumps oh, out yeah. of the cab with a truck and like down in down his skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of expected her to kill him for that. Take. I, I expected them to die, but I didn't expect him to be in the truck. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought he was going to like sneak around the outside of it or something. Right. All right. Let's wrap her up. Sounds good. Until next time. Next time. Drink, Drink up. up and then geek, geek out. out. <laughs>